All right, I'd like to welcome everybody back to our second podcast for MindWorksForMe.com. Uh, we recognize if you go look for the website right now, it's not currently up and running, but you're getting a sneak peek of what the content and what our mission is uh, as we move into the future. Today, we hope to quickly go over the three principles uh, about what we're talking about and who we are again. And once again, I'm Mitch. And I am Ben. We both have an education background, but have had an understanding of the three principles now, what, five, six years, Ben, do you think? Oh, at least, I think so, yeah. And so um, as soon as we found it, it had a huge impact on our lives, and so we wanted to be able to share that with as many people as we possibly could, especially in the education world, but we recognize that it goes way beyond education, and it's just good for human beings, right? Yeah, it's applicable to, I believe, all things in life, not just teaching and education. So tonight, we're going to dive into those three magical words. What are those three principles, Ben? They are mind, consciousness, and thought. That is correct. And we will be, uh, this is not our concept, uh, if you will. Sydney Banks, a welder from Scotland, actually kind of developed this um, in, his, in his world and his understanding of how human nature is and how the mind works. And today, we're actually going to be using some of his information, so we'll be actually using his readings. It's a book that he has write, written called The Missing Link, so we'll be hearing some things from him uh, as well. And so, But more importantly, I think what we're going to do is give you the you know, our layman's version of what we think these three things are uh, to the best of our ability so that at least you can start your journey as well. So... Without further ado, Ben, we're going to start with mind. You ready for this? I'm ready, my friends. <laughs> so mind, uh, is, first of all, can be confused. Like when you think of the word mind, you kind of, some people immediately go to the think brain. Like, but this is not any way a biological mind. What we're talking about is kind of the energy of all things. Um, and gosh, we're Star Wars nerds. At least I am, Ben. I think you are a little bit too. But Absolutely. Uh, uh, for me, uh, you've heard this, the Jedi's, uh, it's the energy of all things. It's, it surrounds us, it binds us, it runs through everything, mm -hmm. not just our, our physical human selves, but also plant life. And we'll discuss that a little bit further too. Well, right. And you know, throughout Star Wars, there's that theme, search your feelings, search your feelings. Well, as we know from the three principles, your feelings, they all derive from a thought. And too many times we go through life and we're really not even sure how we feel or why we feel a certain way. We wake up, we might be in a, in a sad mood, a happy mood, a happy state, whatever it is. But the question is why? And that all comes from how you choose to think. Mm -hmm. And that's what the power of the three principles is all about. And so coming back to this mind principle then, um, for many people, this is, this is if, if we're talking about the energy behind a human being, why we are functioning, this is where uh, those that are in the religious uh, sections, and it doesn't matter where you are, but this, this is gonna, you can relate this to God, okay? Um, God is, is the energy of all things. He's what provides that energy. And so uh, we work in the education system, so we have to sometimes share, steer away from that piece of it. So for us, we, we make the jokes about the, the Star Wars version, and we actually kind of have a fun thing we do. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about the energy ball? Yeah, you know, when we teach this class, and we've taught, boy, maybe three, 400 teachers over the last four or five years. Uh, we take this energy ball, and we get it from the Science Center here in Des Moines, and you can buy it online, eBay, Amazon, what you like. It's $5 or so. Spencer Gifts, yeah. I actually just bought one the other day. And, and it's a ball. It's got these two metal tabs, and I touch a metal tab, you touch a metal tab, and nothing happens. But when we take our other hand and we high-five, it lights up, makes a cool noise, we get a circle of about 
20 or 30 in the room and we all get in a circle, we all hold hands, we just touch each other and then you and I, we place one finger on a metal, you place a finger on the metal and all of a sudden it lights up. Now, the beauty of it is, and this is really the power of energy, when one person disconnects, that line of energy has now stopped and of course the ball stops lighting up and what that goes to show the people in the class is that there really is a force, wink, wink, a force out there. There is an energy that is out there. Um, every time we think of, we think of mind. I am reminded of the movie Young Frankenstein, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, when Doctor Frankenstein, he's up at the very top, and he's trying, he's trying to, you know, using the force of 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 lightning, awake this monster, and he goes, "Give me life." And it is the idea that once you have that life, you have been given the power of mind. It is that energy in all living things. And we say all living things because it's not just a human factor. You know, the energy ball, yeah, it's a fun game. And yes, we are uh, electrical beings, if you will. But think about plants, too. We talk about this in our class. So just trying to drive home the fact that a dandelion that is out in the middle of of your yard, which may cause some thinking as well, but... Dandelions, for the most part, when the sun comes up, if you watch a dandelion in time elapsed throughout the day, that dandelion will rotate and will follow the sun. Now, as far as I know, I don't think there's a, a brain, a, a matter in that, uh, that plant that does that. The same phenomenon happens, I bet it happens in your house in the wintertime, especially if you're uh, from the Midwest like we are. Uh, if you put a plant inside, that plant will naturally start to grow towards the window, you know, because it's going towards that energy piece. So not only human beings have this energy, that this power behind the system, but it seems like all living things do in some way, shape, or form. And it can be identified here and there in some of these little kind of unique things. Well, here's a bit of energy that you might enjoy hearing. Mitch from Wisconsin just played the Hawkeyes of Iowa in basketball, and you could feel that energy at Carver. And, of course, you had all of these Iowa fans. They're rooting for Iowa. It was a great game. Iowa had the lead there for a while. You could feel, you could sense that energy. And then in the last few minutes, your Badgers came back and won it. And all of a sudden, you could walk into Carver at the very end, and you could feel the energy. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing when we teach. It's the same thing when you were in your building as a principal. People walk into that building, and they can feel the energy. Kids walk into my classroom, they can feel the energy that we are giving off. Yeah. And like I said, you've heard a lot of people just talk about this, but like in the gen- in general, bring this to your relation- relationships at home. You know, hey, we just got past the holiday, the Thanksgiving uh, uh, break here, and uh, many of us went home to family. And you know what? There's always that one family member that you sit down next to and you're just uncomfortable. What you is it about it. them? Yeah, they're, they're bringing off mm-hmm. the, mm, not so happy, I'm not too happy. But then there's the opposite side of the world. And this is what I was drawn to the three principles for. People that have an understanding, they spend more of their time in the positive. They spend more of their time and it's like they're happy, they're 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 more energetic. It is something that happens to you once you have an understanding, and that is beautiful. And I'm drawn to it. Like I want to surround myself with more and more people that that are in that state of mind. Correct. And you know, teachers' lounges uh, sometimes are notorious for giving off negative energy. <laughs> now I am very fortunate. I work in a school. You're a principal at a school where you know it's very different. And I, I really do. Uh, thank a lot of the three principles and a lot of the teachers that have taught or have been in our class learning by the three principles understand that energy it has transformed the teachers lounge and now you go in and it is the energy talking about their own families talking about their own highlights in life talking about sometimes the positive things in their classrooms and that energy that is exhibited it, it flows it flows you know from the lounge down the halls you know into our classrooms it has transformed 
uh, the the working environment for our teachers in West Des Moines. All right. So we talked a little bit about what our impressions of mind is and that energy. Uh, what does Sid say? What are, what are Sid's words around mind? If you look and dig into the missing link a little bit here, Ben. Well, one of the things that Sid says, he says that, you know, it's this great book, The Missing Link. We used to have this... Uh, uh, Saturday book talk and we would meet once once a month and this is just some quotes from Sidney Banks but he says of the mind some believe the, the brain and the mind are the same but there has to be a power behind the brain to make it function the brain and the mind are two entirely different things the brain is biological the mind is spiritual the brain acts like a computer whatever you put into it is all you'll get out. This is logic. An important thing to realize is that universal mind and personal mind are not two minds thinking differently, but two ways of using the same mind. And when we think of mind, it, it really is the, 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 the energy that turns on, that's the ignition, and from there you are given the power of thought. With mind, you're given the power of thought. And the question is, how do you how do choose you to think? So like you said, you know, families at Thanksgiving, there's that, that one person who gives off that negative energy. Well, why are they giving off that negative energy? Well, it's because of how they're thinking. Mm -hmm. They get to choose. When they understand that, that, that piece of awareness, which we'll get to, then people can understand they can change that energy. That's true. So let's talk the next word here that we're going to dive into is consciousness. Okay, and this one, um, this one's a fun one for me because this is exactly this is where we live. Okay, so we have this energy behind the system that's mind, but now consciousness is actually how we are experiencing life in general. Um, and you know, I tell you what, this is the I, I'm going to use what we use in the classroom, and we're, I'm going to just talk about the movie theater. And I, I always use the, almost the same example because I'm assuming everybody out there, if you're listening, I bet there's that one movie, that scary movie that you have gone to or, or have experienced in your life that yeah. That one, that one scared me a little bit more than the rest. And I dove into that just a little bit. And, and mine was, uh, I think, the first time that I watched Blair Witch Project. I'm not a big fan of the slasher bloody movies. You know, it doesn't, that doesn't scare me. There's just a bunch of gore. Sometimes it's gross. But I get scared when I, there's a touch of reality. In other words, in Blair Witch Project, they're uh, out in the woods. They get lost. Okay, that wouldn't be the most fun thing in the world. And then they're, they've got their tents, and they're out there, and things are happening, all kinds of sounds. People are tapping on the tent on the outside. When you wake up in the morning, even if it was a quiet night, there's things hanging from the trees. I put myself immediately into that position. My, my consciousness is like, wow, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm actually tense sitting in a movie theater, nervous the whole movie because it's that horrible shaking video. I don't know if anybody remembers this movie at all. If you haven't, go ahead and watch. But paranormal activity has done the same thing for me, just a couple of those types of things. But the reality of it has been, when's the last time you went to a movie? Did you go recently? Have you gone recently at all or no? Um, I'm thinking, oh, it's the, yeah, sure. It's the one with uh, the guy and the girl and there's oh. a singing. Uh, yes. Lady, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. It was good, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But when you go to a movie, if you're like me, do you just, do you just walk, buy your ticket and you walk straight in or did you go past the concession stand? Always past the concession yeah, stand. Yeah, well, the concession stand always gets me. And I usually, when I'm watching this movie, whether it's the scary movie or a Star Wars movie, I usually have a, the biggest bottle, you know, box of popcorn or bowl of popcorn, however you want to call it. And then I also have the largest container of soda that I've ever had in my life. You almost can't get your hand around it. I'm sitting in the reclining leather comfortable chair that the new ones now even have kind of a massage mode on them, which is crazy. 
So the reality of watching this movie that I'm actually tense, nervous, totally engaged in, but I'm sitting in a really comfortable chair, eating popcorn, drinking soda, there should be no, nothing that would be impacting me negatively in my, in my physiological self. But the fact of the matter is, it is. It, and so what's happening there? Well, my mind is taking and it's thinking, it's watching all this input, and I'm actually in the story. I'm figuring out that, wow, that would suck to be in the tent and have something come out hanging from the tree. But the reality of it is, and here's where, this is where you blow your mind, it's just flickering light on a screen. That's all I'm doing. Everything that we are putting in, all that energy, all that thought that we are with those characters up there is all created from our head. If in reality, we should be just looking at a bunch of lights flashing on a screen, eating popcorn and drinking soda. So where does that tenseness come from? Well, how do we, that's our consciousness. We're experiencing the same thing those characters are in a movie. And that's why the good movies do that really well. Cry at Titanic, you're excited for Star Wars, and terrified at Blair Witch. Consciousness is awareness. And it is being aware of, of your thinking. And when only you are aware of your thinking, can you choose to change your thinking? Mm -hmm. Sidney Banks says of, of consciousness that as our consciousness descends, we lose our feelings of love and understanding and experience a world of emptiness, bewilderment, and despair. So just think of it like this. Think of the routine of life, right? You wake up, you shower, you have some coffee, maybe something to eat, you, you get in your car, you drive down to work, the next day you do the same thing, and on and on and on and on it goes. And pretty soon it becomes so routine that your mind, your thinking, it begins racing about having to meet someone later that day or what you're going to have for lunch or having to deal with the kids when you get home, and the list goes on and on. Awareness is truly being present. And that means including being present with your thoughts. So if you're not being present, and if you're, if you're somewhere not in the present, well, like Sidney Banks says, you've lost feelings of love and understanding. You know, we teach this class, and one of my favorite quotes, one of our favorite quotes, is from John Lennon. Life is what's happening while we're busy making other plans. And Mitch, you've got two beautiful young girls, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, Adley and Quinn. Mm -hmm. And you think about these, these beautiful young ladies that when you get home from work, do you want to be with them at work? Or do you want to be with them? That's right. And so it is an amazing thing that sometimes you can be playing with your little girls and you're thinking about all these things that you have to do the next day at work, maybe the, the good things or the bad things at work that, that you've had to deal with, and you're forgetting the fact that you've got these two precious girls right in front of you that it's not always going to be there forever. Take advantage of it when it comes. Yeah, you got to be present with them. And this is where social media has really caused our kids to have a real big issue with this because they're, you know, when I always say when life gets boring, your mind needs mm -hmm. to, to be energized, right? So that's why our kids turn to social media. They turn to other, other venues. And so for me as a parent right now, it's so hard because I'm just as addicted to my phone as, as our kids are. And to realize that, yeah, I, well, I do want to see what's going on or I want to check the score of the game or I, I want to see what the latest is happening. But that takes me away from being present with my kids, you know. And so it's so hard. And that's like I said, your consciousness is, is all about that piece of it. So here's, here's the flip side of what Sid says is that as our consciousness ascends, as we become more conscious, we regain purity of thought and in turn regain our feelings of love and understanding. There it is. And I think that too often, as we 
talk with family, friends, loved ones, whoever, we are so consumed by thought that sometimes, even when we're with these people we love the most, we're not actually there. Right. And we're missing on a, on a very key piece of our human existence. <laughs> I was, this is a, a one that we use for consciousness tonight. Well, this is probably the last one that we'll have to move on to thought. But uh, who has had that experience of driving in a car? You got this long, boring, especially the, the, the highways around Iowa. They're all straight. They either go north, south, east, or west. And so when you get on those, you know you're going in a straight line for a long time. How many people have had that experience where you're driving in a car and like 30 minutes passes and your mind is racing about, you're thinking about work, you're thinking about something else. And then you realize that, holy cow, I've been driving a car. Mm-hmm. I've actually been, you know, subconsciously I'm actually doing, but I don't remember what I just passed. I don't remember how long I've been thinking about this thing. I, I've missed the entire trip uh, in that moment because my mind was somewhere else. And so I bet everybody's kind of had that like, whoa, I, I, I better pay closer attention to the road right now. But. Right. And we actually, we actually use that as our first assignment in our class, that when people drive home that night, Think about how you get home. Too often, we go from point A to point B, and like you said, we have no idea how we got there because we are lost in the thought. And it's like, you know what? Capture those thoughts. Be aware of it. Hang on to the ones you want to hang on to. Let the ones you don't want to hang on to, let them go. So let's talk. That's, that brings us really to our last one, and that is, okay, so we've got mind, we've talked about consciousness, and so thought is the key for, for this. And this is, this is where the rubber hits the word. This is where mind works. Choose your thinking. That's our tagline. Um, this is what we're talking about right here. Um, right. And, and this is what Sidney says is the missing link. He says, thought is the missing link that gives us the power to recognize the illusionary separation between the spiritual world and the world of form. Another way to say that, and we say this in our class all the time, perception is reality. We choose to see something and we assume because we've seen it, we've heard it, that that must be the way that it is. And, and that's our ego. We choose. Somebody cuts us off in traffic. We, we know everything we need to know about that person. And yet, quite possibly, that person may be rushing to go to the hospital. We have no idea. But it's our thinking that, that decides how we are going to feel because of what we see and what we hear. Yep. And so for us, uh, when we talked about, about this particular concept, we just show everybody that, that research shows that there's a human has about 60 to 100,000 thoughts a day. Um, and the best way we've come across describing it to a human being is, is the river analogy. And so this is the one that I think a lot of people grab onto. This is what they can hold on to. And this is kind of what we'll, we'll tell you. Imagine this, this raging river of these 60, 100,000 thoughts. And if you could just kind of picture it going from one ear to the other ear and then out. The problem is that river goes right back around the back of your head and it comes back in <laughs> the ear through the mind and, and background. It just kind of keeps cycling, okay? Um, and that's, that's really, a, I guess, a good way to think about it. Now, thought itself and then how we, how we are aware of it, what happens to us is that thought impacts our consciousness. So there's certain things in that river that we focus on. So what we focus on is going to cause us to feel a certain way. Now, when I went through my divorce, certainly a tough time in my life, uh, this is the, the when I talk with the class about it, we talk about this all the time, is that at night, you know, when it gets quiet, your mind starts ramping up. And so the thoughts, when it gets quiet, I'm kind of trying to fall asleep. And then all of a sudden you're, you're going through your head like, well, why, like what, where did the marriage fail? What did I do wrong? Or what, what did they do wrong? Or who's this other guy that was in the picture? And why is he better than I am? And you just have all these thoughts moving one at a time. But the way I would describe it is that when I'm in that low mode, when I'm thinking about those things, 
imagine I'm reaching into the river and I'm grabbing onto that thought and I'm holding it tight and I'm really, really focusing in on it. And uh, in this particular instance, when, when you're going through divorce, like these aren't positive thoughts, you know, so, and there's certainly a negative response to physiologically, you know, you sick your stomach, I lost weight because I couldn't eat. And, and thank God I, I did have this understanding at that point in time so I could limit the impact of it. But for somebody that wouldn't have it, you'd grab onto that thought and you'd never throw it back in the river. And I think this is our goal for the class when we talk about this process. We want to get you to understand that you physically have control of what you reach into the river and grab out and hold on to. So uh, if it is something negative, you have the ability, the God-given ability to throw it back in the river. Now, here's the bad part, and you know this, Ben, full, as well as I do. I can, I can learn to throw it back in the river, but remember, that river goes right out my ear, comes back around, comes back inside. So that thought is going to continue to cycle through. Um, the gift I've been given, I think, from my understanding, is that I just hang on to things that cause me harm and hurt a lot less in a lot shorter period of time. Um, I'm still human, though, so I'm not going to lie to you. Like, you know, I have a death of my father. I'll grab onto that once in a while, especially on the anniversary dates. Today, uh, for Christmas, I'm preparing some gifts that uh, brought me across some photos of my father. And, sure, I'm going to give myself a moment to have a little sadness. But you know what? I'm not going to just stay there the whole time. So the river analogy is one that we seems to really relate to folks in our class. Yeah, uh, when it comes to thought, and, and again, I'm just looking at the book, and, and here's another quote. It is what we as humans put into our thoughts that dictates what we think of life. Mm. Now, we've, we've heard that growing up. We've heard that a number of different times. It wasn't until the three principles when really you begin to see things through a very different lens. Um, I did, and, and you know, my story of, of, of an out with my family. So I was estranged for 11 years, and in those initial years, that was the profound thought. How did this happen? What's going to happen if I ever see my parents, my brother, my sister again? Who's going to say what? Should I have said this? Should I have done this? Why do they do this? Why this? And that thinking begins to spiral and spiral. And it's such a profound thought. And you're right. When it is at our quietest, that's when it speaks the loudest in our minds. And it was my salvation to be able to go to school and have to deal with, you know, the 150 kids in, in throughout my seven periods, staff, et cetera, et cetera, that I wasn't thinking about my family. I would come home to a quiet home. It's just me and, and my beautiful cat, Kitty. And, uh, and no doubt, the, those, those thoughts became the loudest. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I understood the power of the three principles that when I became aware of what I was thinking, like right away, as soon as I started thinking of my family, I was able to catch it. And, and, and it was one of those things where it's like, you know what? You don't need to figure it out. It will take care of itself. Let it go. Yeah. And the more I did that, and the more I was able to, to let it go, there was transformation. And that's the beauty of the three principles, is that you know through incredible suffering, and everybody, everybody has their own story. What makes it different is how resilient people are. And it was through the power of the three principles that allowed me to get back up. And, and for me to, to live a life without my family, to, to, to look at things very differently. Yeah, I didn't have a family, but you know what? I had a lot of great things going on in my life. I just had to open my eyes and be willing to see it. And of course, the beauty of it is after 11 years, you know, we did come to that place of peace with my family. And now we're working on that, 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 that beautiful period of, of healing. Um, and again, it's after such incredible transformation that you, you do see things. I see my, my parents very differently looking through the lens of the three principles. And again, I, I think about that Thanksgiving meal and, and how you choose to think 
sitting at that meal with certain members of your family, just because they say something and you perceive it a certain way, it doesn't make it altogether true. And even if it is true, do you have to choose to, to grab that thought out of the river and hang on to it? No, you can let it go. Yeah. Some of the, uh, we'll dive deeper into this in, into the future episodes. Cause like I said, this is the, we're giving you the basics of, of how we kind of present things and many others, pra- facilitators, practitioners, there's information out there that you can find too, if you just look these things up, but we're trying to just hit you with the basics today. We're going to dive a lot deeper into belief systems. We're going to dive deeper into, uh, ha- we all have degrees of MSU, which is make stuff up. Like we're just, we're, we're masters of manipulating ourselves. And uh, if you can understand the three principles, what the beauty of it is, is that you, you can stop doing that. You can stop certainly um, um, living a, an existence of that's lower than you need to. Because Sid will tell you that if you calm yourself, calm your thinking, your wisdom comes through. Um, and, and that's been so true. And like I said, for me, like I could worry about all things in the future, but why not just wait until something happens and I actually have to respond to it rather than make all these other stories up in my head. So, and you know, Mitch, it's not, it's not just the big, the big issues, you know, family, a divorce, oh, yeah. a, a death, whatever it is. It's the simple things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's being in the middle of rush hour traffic, being 15 minutes late for an appointment and knowing it's going to be okay. Knowing as you're waiting in line, you know, from the grocery store uh, and you're in a rush to get somewhere, knowing it's going to be okay. And it's about how you choose to think. And the, and the more that we practice this, and this is the word that I absolutely love when we're teaching a class. And this actually came from an article from Time Magazine about mindfulness for members of, of Congress. But it was, it was a word called neuroplasticity. And that when you are training your mind to think the right way, well, like you train anything, you just get better at it. Absolutely. So Ben, what kind of brings us to the close of today, there's uh, about two analogies that I want to share before we, we close up that kind of wrap all these things up. And this is, these are things that we teach in the class as well. And the first one's a, a teacup. Imagine if you will. So with these three things, mind, thought, and consciousness, and you have a, this teacup. So teacup has hot water in it. So the hot water in the teacup kind of represents the mind. That's the energy. So the heat that's in the water, um, we're going to call that the, the mind, right? Then you have a tea bag that you're ultimately going to put into the water. Okay, so the tea bag is going to actually represent thought. Okay, you have positive thoughts, you have negative thoughts. Uh, kind of like the way we described is if you took a negative thought, a negative tea bag, and you put it into the hot water, how's the water taste? How the water ends up tasting is consciousness. And, and remember, when we talked about mind, we talked about the energy in all living things. So that hot water, that's your life and you get to choose how you're going to live your life and you put it in a happy tea bag happy life tastes you, better exactly and the more that you <laughs> the more you drink it the more you grow accustomed to it and unfortunately uh, there are too many of us that believe that we have to wake up every day with the negative tea bags yeah. and you do have the power to replace it yeah you don't have to drink nasty tea that's no. the thing that's the cool part now the, the other one's a dvd player Okay, so, and it's just that. And this one kind of goes back to the movie theater example. But the DVD player is, if you have the DVD player and you plug it into the wall, okay, you're getting to an energy source, okay? So the plug-in itself and the, the fact that the lights turn on, that would be mine. That's the energy behind it. Now I get to choose a DVD that I'm going to put in. So am I going to put in Caddyshack or Star Wars or am I going to put in Blair Witch Project, you know? Or am I going to put in something that's extremely sad like Ghost, you know? That was a sad movie. I'm, I'm just kidding. I didn't really watch Ghost, but I've just heard it's, it's, it can be sad. 
But the bottom line is that, that that represents thought. Whatever DVD you're putting in, and then your consciousness is exactly experiencing the movie itself. What you're watching it, you're going through, it's funny, haha. You're going through, it's sad, it makes you cry. So these three things intertwine with each other um, to make the human experience. And so those are two just quick analogies that we have. Mitch, I teach I teach eighth graders, and and I love it. It is such a, an important year in their life, and for me to be able to give this sense of the three principles to them uh, in their understanding that, you know, when they wake up and they come to school and they're angry because, you know, mom or dad was, was, was yelling because the room isn't cleaned, right? And they're all upset because mom and dad are angry and they're disappointed in me and all these different things. And sometimes when kids share that with me, well, I can take out that DVD and I can put it in a new DVD. And that new DVD is, you know what? Maybe mom and dad care you enough. They, they care enough about you to, to let you know you got to stay organized. Maybe mom and dad have, have some rough things going on. And, and so when kids get that different DVD and they start to look at things through a different lens, well, you can actually see their lives beginning to change. And i got to tell you, it's the coolest thing. It's a cool thing to be a part of. And it's, it's a lifelong journey. Like you said, you know, we're human beings. For every two steps forward we take, sometimes we do take a step back. I still get, I still get bothered and angry about things, but... I think it's that lifelong journey where every day it's better than the day before. And that's the cool thing about the three principles. All right, Ben, I think that brings us to the end of this, uh, this podcast episode. It's a little bit longer today. We're running about a 30-minute episode, so, but this is a big one. This is one that's really important, and uh, hopefully you have an opportunity to go through. You can relate to some of the things we said. And as we say, as we continue forward, look for us, MindWorks, um, on Facebook. You can find our, our logo there. And then, again, MindWorksForMe.com will be up and running, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're getting close to that, and you're going to see all kinds of things. You're going to see our podcast links. You're going to see our blogs. Um, but bottom line is do whatever you need to do to continue to your ex- explore the three principles and uh, keep listening because uh, we appreciate it. And tell a friend if you like what you heard, if, they, if it resonates with you, um, get on board because we're gonna, this train's a moving, right, Ben? This train's a moving. <laughs> All right, on that, we uh, thank you very much. Once again, MindWorks, choose your thinking. <laughs>